It's Wednesday, June 21st, here in the studio for a very special episode of Mostly Superheroes. Breaking away from the normal format for an interview with local legend Kevin Limp from Four Hands Brewing Company. That's right, here to talk about a collaboration for all you nerds that tune in. Voltron! That's right, this is the Voltron episode and beer. Come on, dreams are coming true. Another jam-packed episode of Mostly Superheroes coming at you right now. Enjoy the show. And welcome back to Mostly Superheroes. That's right. We're doing it again. And we got a real special one for you today. Uh, beer enthusiast, Voltron enthusiast, 80s babies, and <laughs> new age Voltron fans. Because that's also a thing nowadays. We have a very special interview today. Local legend. I wasn't kidding. I've known about this guy for 12 years in the business, making strides in the greater St. Louis area, all around the state. And he is the CEO of Four Hands Brewing Company, 1220 Artisan Spirits. Is it 1220 or 1220? 1220. 1220, Withered Oak Spirits. And we're going to get into all the fun stuff this guy has going on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio, Mr. Kevin Lemp. Thanks for having me. This place is great. Love it. Kevin. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Doing all right. You comfortable? Feel good. First time in the studio. We got you settled in. Yeah, you like the space? I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's super nerdy. <laughs> I love it, man. The it's beer, great. The beers you brought are going to fit right in. <laughs> um, you're, I mean, I was, I was joking before. I mean, you are on your press tour. Like, you got stuff going on. You got to feel kind of a little bit rock and roll. I'm feeling rock and roll for sure right now. We got you in here. You've been on all sorts of news outlets out there, some things that I've checked out uh, as of recently. You've been on the St. Louis Bucket List Show. Uh, you were on Say Th That to Say This, another podcast, Anti. You were on that podcast. KMOV is plugging you guys with the local collaboration. You're always talking to Feast Magazine, Sauce Magazine, St. Louis Magazine, um, and I actually also listened to the full interview, you might remember, from 2018 that you did with the Bruise Traveler. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Alan, I yeah. think, yeah. Came, came down, did a little road trip, and uh, you and Martin, Martin were sitting down and telling your story about Four Hands Brewing Company, and that is what I want to start off with today, if that sounds good. I have a little yeah. segment I'm calling Catch Up With Kevin. Great. All right. So let's kind of talk about like my personal connection to you and- and and to what you do most is four hands. So I want to start with this. 2011, you open up Four Hands Brewing Company. You you know I have a little bit of your history. Like I said, I've been listening to the podcast you've been featured on. I know that you spent um, many years. I think about 10 years before you opened the brewery with uh, Gallo Winery. Yeah, that's right. Right, and you were doing uh, the full portfolio there. Uh, everything from Bartles and James to 300 bottles of wine. Why don't you talk briefly about your time at uh, Gallo Winery leading into the opening of Four Hands? Yeah, I mean, without Gallo Winery, we wouldn't be the organization that we are today. I mean, I learned everything about the industry, about the category, about, like, 
just proper management and wholesaler and just like really kind of like good strategy route to business through Gallo. Mm -hmm. uh, Gallo is really the equivalent of Anheuser-Busch in the wine world. They're the largest family-owned winery in the world, uh, largest landowner in California. You walk up and down the, the supermarket wine aisle and they probably have about a 30 share. You just don't know. Mm. Um, but they, they're great. And it was the hardest decision I've ever had to make. Sure. I absolutely loved it there. I was probably thriving there. I was hitting my stride right. 100%. Um, but I wanted to follow my passion, right? Like I'm very passionate about life. Uh, I'm very aware that we're only here not that long. Mm. And I want to try and have every day be my best day. And I always had that entrepreneurial spirit. And I fell in love with craft beer in college. And I joke that flannel's more my wardrobe than suit and tie. Um, and then also, you know, as you're looking at trends, especially in 2009, 2010, with just this explosive boom of small batch beer, massive impact on the coast, eventually it was going to be trickling into the middle of the country. And I think that we timed it right. Um, and I'm having a ton of fun. And we just have such a dynamic team, super inspired, highly passionate, very supportive. And that's really what drives the success of the brewery. Mm -hmm. uh, we opened up Four Hands Brewing Company in 2011 in that location that you're showing right now. We opened up with 20,000 square feet. Uh, we have just recently acquired the entire building. So we're going from 20,000 square feet to closer to 50,000 square feet. Kind of a big internal expansion going on. Um, we love what we do. We, we, we're outside the box. You know, inside the box is compliance and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. When we're looking at branding and kind of route to market and narrative, we'd really love to live outside of that box and be whimsical and creative and nostalgic and fun and while always serious, a little bit silly. Yeah, and still always creating. It seems like something new. Yeah, I think that's a product of a bunch of us having ADD. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just like challenging ourselves to be creative and, you know, we don't ever want to be on our heels, mm -hmm. right? We always want to be looking at opportunities and trying to find something delicious to fill that opportunity and continue to build a brand and now a family of brands. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to tell you, Four Hands, uh, that, I, uh, like I mentioned, my personal connection to you for sure. I, I think I moved to the city right about 2012. And I remember yeah. thinking like, oh, man, I, hear, I heard about Four Hands. We were actually talking about it at my, uh, my job at the time. And we were, we were trying to think about uh, what the name of your business was. It was like, oh, this new brewery just opened. And we, uh, a friend of mine actually pulled out a napkin and, he, and from memory drew your logo. <laughs> Which uh, uh you Love know not, that, that's not easy to draw. Oh, and he didn't do a great job, you know, Joe. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll call you out. You know, he he did, he did the best he could, but you could see him trying to make the hands. And for our folks that are watching uh, online, you can see the logo. It's it's it is these hands that make up, uh, I guess, a hop. A hop. Right. And I learned that this is uh, actually these are your family's hands. Yeah. So is that right? Our last name's Lemp. Right. No relation to the old Lemp Brewing Dynasty. We're talking to the locals now, right? Right. A little bit. Like, yep. so, you know, we got a worldwide audience. We, we talk to everybody, but this is a St. Louis thing. The Lemp family is, everyone knows them. Prior to Prohibition, largest brewery in the country. Right. Um, and they sit, the original location sits probably about three miles from our brewery. Mm -hmm. And so no relation to that old brewery dynasty. I wanted to have some way of kind of bringing my family into it. So we called it Four Hands. That represents me, my wife, Megan, our son, Rowan, and our son, Fisher. And then every set body says, well, that's eight hands. And I say, no, one in, go team. Go team, yeah. And then I also like it because, especially as like an entrepreneur, you got your hand on something else usually too. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're always, always. You're, you got another project on the back. And I, uh, I heard in the uh, the 
think it was probably the Bruce Traveler podcast. You talked about uh, that, that, that first moment of being in this building with your mm-hmm. family and all that blank open space and like wha- like seeing what it could be. Now here we are in 2023, about to do an expansion. Settle this for me. Uh, you know, I think you guys probably consider yourselves LaSalle Park. Yeah, that's right. right. It, but, I mean, you talk about LaSalle Park doesn't mean anything to someone traveling to St. Louis. But I'll tell you guys, the location is prime. And I love that you're putting more into the investment of this location because I always thought of it as Soulard downtown. It's yeah. almost like you're like this middle ground area between your between Bush Stadium and the farmer's market. You talk right. about the location. It's great. LaSalle um, what's Park, that mean to you to I, be able to stay there and make it bigger? Uh, we love the neighborhood. It's this hidden little gem in the city with beautiful architecture. Um, and we love it. We're hyper passionate about our neighborhood. We have an unbelievable relationship with our neighbors. They've been very supportive of us. Um, and we're excited about the, the growth expansion. It's funny that you mentioned, you know, like walking in this building, you know, 12, 13 years ago with my then three-year-old and one-year-old mm. with Megan. And, you know, Rowan's out there with a little skateboard. He's got 10,000 square feet of open space, 12,000 square feet of open space on the first floor. Now that's all jam-packed with tanks. What's even more interesting is Rowan's there today working. Oh, my gosh. He's, a, he's going to be a junior in high school. Oh, my gosh. And you what's know, it, what's what, he doing? What's he doing? Today he's washing kegs. <laughs> yes. Yesterday he was folding boxes. <laughs> it's the family biz. You know, and he's – it's his summer. You know, last summer he started there, um, and he's going to do it again this summer, and every year we're going to try and give him a little bit of a different taste and feel of what we do. Uh, but also with no expectation that he wants to go in and do this. I want him right. to be hyper-passionate about his calling and what his path is going to look like. And I tell him often, like, don't do what I do. I'm hyper-passionate about what I do. Yep. Your mom's hyper-passionate about what she does. You find what you're going to be hyper-passionate with. Mm-hmm. And then you follow that journey. Yeah, but great to have you as a role model to see how to run a business, manage a team, how to treat people. Um, you know, you get that experience sometimes, even if it's not your ultimate passion, but knowing that he has, it's, it's up to him at the end of the day, you know, don't yeah. feel that pressure of like, you're not going to have to become junior brewer. Don't worry. It's up to you. Um, all right. So that's four hands. We're going to definitely be talking more about four hands today with the collaboration with Voltron. We'll get into it, but talking about different tastes, uh, you've also opened 1220 spirits, 1220 spirits. So 1220 is the address of our building, right? Um, you know, we built a portfolio five years ago. Started with gin, uh, botanically inspired portfolio. That's all of 1220 Spirits. And we felt like there was a, a lot of opportunities going from small batch beer to small batch spirits and really leaning on gin as, you know, you need juniper for gin. And then you've got this beautiful canvas that you can work with. Mm. And so we're pretty heavy in gin. We have two year round um, origin, uh, which is a new American gin. And then Morpho, which is inspired by the aviation cocktail has lavender, violet, lots of citrus, butterfly pea flower. So you lower the pH, it goes from a blue to really pretty purple. And then we do a bunch of collaborative gins. We also have a Maro aperitif and then a robust line of canned cocktails, which are doing really well in the market for us. I would say, I mean, you know, I've been a little bit on this journey with you over the years. I remember what the, the gin production and then the dream of putting this all in a can yeah. uh, to make these custom drinks. It's going well. People are receiving these well. I mean, in the summertime, just looking at it, the brand is beautiful. Um, I know for Four Hands, you work a lot with uh, Josh Rowan, yep. an artist. Is he helping you out here? Are you guys going uh, working with some local folks on the 1220 Spirits? Is it a collaboration? What's what's the creative process of these cans look like? Because they're beautiful. Yeah, so this is all Josh Rowan and Lauren Shirk. Yeah, mm. so both in-house. Shout and out. And they crush it. 
Uh, you also are in whiskey? Withered Oak. Yeah, so Withered Oak is about a year and a half old now. Um, so we're working with MGP on this, and we're super transparent about that. We're not distilling this mm -hmm. rye and bourbon. Uh, we're purchasing this rye and bourbon from MGP. Uh, they are the foremost experts within that class and category. Uh, a lot, actually the majority of the big names that you see on the shelf work with MGP. Mm. Uh, so we buy at year one, we age to year five, six, seven. We bring it back in house and then we put our finishing touch on it where uh, the year round skew, we're aging a five year rye in a blend of port barrels and rum barrels. Wow. Blending those together to create our year round skew. And then we have some seasonal skews right now. We just um, had two orange bitter barrels land. So we'll take that base five year rye, age it secondarily in those orange bitter barrels for an extra six months filter package. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we're just looking at building a brand in buckets. Right. Right. I mean, we have Four Hands Brewing Company, 11, 12 years old, 1220 Spirits, Withered Oak. Within Four Hands Brewing Company, we also have a line of hard seltzer. And so we look at ourselves now as a premium supplier of beverage. Sure. As our horse and really the majority of that passion being Four Hands Brewing Company. But we think it's important as we're building something to last to make sure that we have equity in different buckets. So as one category is declining, maybe another one is in increasing and we're in that bucket that's increasing. Sure. Um, and I feel pretty passionate about that. And I think I learned that without learning it from Gallo. Yeah. Right, that was not my original intention. My business plan did not have this in it. Uh, but when you open up and you have 1,400 breweries and you fast forward a decade and you've got 9,500 breweries, uh, it just gets a little bit more difficult. Mm. And we took the strategy to really just be deep in our home market. We've been successful at that. And now we're looking to do that with a couple other brands in a portfolio. Yeah, I mean, the way that, um, you know, kudos to you on the strategy, you know, diversifying the portfolio, yeah. right? Nothing new, but whenever you're you're making beer, I mean, that's that's what I, I always remember. The, I mean, chocolate milk stout. Yeah. I mean, I'm, all these, all your beers are jumping out to me. You know, that's how I got to know you. Um, and I'm a beer person but but learning through you i could i could maybe get into a gin drink or a, a whiskey to try something different at the same time though you're going to have your whiskey drinkers you're going to have your yeah. cocktail enthusiasts so you know following the trends hitting different places starting at home st louis missouri seems yeah. like where you guys have really thrived and now you're you're growing yeah we've, we've got big growth strategy for this year and next year uh, mainly with spirits but we just opened up three new markets with beer as well um, you know, this, these projects also give our team another creative outlet, yes. which is really important, yeah, right? So don't, you want to get stagnant, don't get stagnant Yep. and, and you're learning yeah, right? and you're experiencing and everything becomes a little seasonal, right? Things yeah. have some seasonal cadences to it. Oh, we're making gin at this point. The floral stuff comes in Oh, yep. whiskey, you know, we got this timing so you can maybe plan out your calendar. It's a little more fun, but you're also filling gaps. As that's you right. Right. Yep. That's right. All right, man. Talk to me about, talk about, I mean, I, yeah, if you guys are thinking at home, man, Kevin's busy. He is. He's got all sorts of stuff going on. You're known around town, and you're about to be known even more in some prominent areas in St. Louis. Why don't you talk to us? I'm going to nerd out a little bit myself right now about your collaborations with Peacemaker, uh, also in you know the Soulard area. Yeah. Um, you guys have a great uh, relationship with them. I believe served you've served their food before, right? You've had, you have a menu like you've operated with Peacemaker inside the walls of Four Hands, I believe. Um, and now you have an, a location that's coming up in the Kirkwood area here in the St. Louis area. I got this from Sauce Magazine, Adam Rothbarth over there. Why don't you talk to us about this new Kirkwood location? Yeah, so Kirkwood's been in the planning 
for a while. It, it, this project's taken longer than any of us expected, um, but it's a big project. There's a lot of heavy lifting. We've had to do a tremendous amount of due diligence in order to make it happen. Uh, yeah, Kevin Nashen does run a kitchen inside the main brewery downtown. Right. Our current only location. Mm -hmm. um, and now we're partnering with Kevin and Kirkwood. It's going to be super exciting. We're pumped about it. Love the location right off Argonne uh, in downtown Kirkwood. It's got a massive backyard that expands to the train tracks. We'll have an inside area, outdoor bar, indoor bar, super family friendly. Um, and we'll be kind of releasing some more details on opening in the next probably month. Um, but we should begin construction here in the next couple weeks. You know, it's it's hard not to just get so selfish on this personally right now because it seems like you've always been right where I am. I was in Soulard in 2012. Now I'm in Shrewsbury in 2023, and it seems like you're like, hey, Logan, did you need a place right around the corner? <laughs> I'm looking out for you, brother. I, I appreciate it. Uh, and then you got another project. I don't know how in the world this is possible, but you got a third construction project, a 10,000-square-foot tap room. Uh, coming to Chesterfield area in the district. Talk about this one. Yeah, so this is actually going to be open in August. Wow. Uh, we're pushing hard on this right now um, in partnership with the team at High Point. So we like to stay in our lane, right? Our lane is beverage. Yep. Um, bring in the special, the specialists on the food. And we want to bring in a, a trusted partner that can execute food really well. And High Point has proven that they, over and over. They do great, mm -hmm. right? They crush it. And I love how whimsical and fun they are. Yeah. It really melds well with our brand. And this is, again, going to be a super family-friendly location uh, in the district in Chesterfield. 10,000 square feet, it's big. Um, we have a massive bar. I mean, I think the bar alone is going to seat 100 people. And we're excited about it. have a, you know, family friendly arcade. We're going to have a lot of big TVs in there to watch the games. Right outside of this location is a space that the Steinberg Group is calling the hub, uh, which is going to it has a huge stage, massive TV mm. outside gathering spot where all the restaurants and ourselves are going to be able to kind of just hang out and get some sun. Uh, we're super excited about this one. And we're kind of looking at it as a bookend strategy. You've got downtown, you've got Chesterfield as the bookends, you've got Chesterfield in the middle, and it gives us an opportunity to continue to build our brand. Well, and it sounds like with all these locations, I'm very familiar with your events, and now you have even more places to do them. Why don't we start with, actually, you know, we can come back to these two. Let's start with Lupulin Festival. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about Lupulin. Um, you know, Again, personal tie. I know this event. I remember the first one I went to was at your LaSalle uh, uh, Park location. And uh, I think it must have been 2000, maybe. When was the first one that you guys did? Like it maybe 13, 14, uh, 15. 2013. 13. Yeah. Or maybe 2012. I remember. I mean, the first one was inside. Okay. Inside this the This one was outside. Had the big top outside. In the back of the brewery. You know, we probably had 250, 300 people there. Aerial acrobats. I mean, this is our our beer festival. Okay. The big one that we do, and, and it's a carnival-inspired beer fest. So stilt walkers, flamethrowers, aerial acrobats. I mean, just a ton of fun. Again, kind of whimsical and creative and outside of the box. Yes, and that's, that's what where I remember we live. from that first one. And my, this one was outside, so it must have been a year or two after. It had the big top outside. I think you had a, a, fer, a like a Ferris, Ferris wheel. A Ferris wheel. Yeah. Almost had a Ferris go round. Ferris wheel. And uh, knife throwing. Yeah. The acrobats. I mean, I remember people with uh, like saws on like metal that they were wearing on their body causing sparks and thinking to myself, my God, what is this? I This is in St. Louis. How amazing. Uh, applaud you on this. And you guys just did your uh, Lupulin 2023 this past May. So we is actually right? we took a break from Lupulin okay. this year. Okay. So we've been at our facility 
Um, we went to Union Station. We were at the Big Top. And now that we've acquired our building, we took a pause this year because we want to bring it back home. Yeah. But we need to get everything set up properly to make sure that it's efficient. Sure. So that's where we did Summerfest. We did Summerfest to kind of make up for not doing Lupulin this year. Yeah, talk about Summerfest. Uh, you just had it, what, three, four days ago? Yeah, <laughs> over the weekend. Beautiful weather, great turnout. Um, Voltron was there. Okay, Voltron was Voltron present. Was you present. The, the cutout, or was it? No, a, the, it no. was just a, a, probably a 15-foot. The statue. Erected statue I saw this on social media. And oh. it was awesome. Oh, hell yeah. So that's what Voltron greeted you. Okay. As you were entering the fest. Voltron's part of like everything right now. And especially for the next couple of years. Yeah. Oh man, so excited. We're 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 like getting right to it. All right. Summerfest, that's going well. Then uh I was gonna have you plug at least your collaboration uh, that you've created with the city with Citywide. Can you talk about that and then what led into statewide? Yeah, Citywide's the most important brand that we produce. It's the most meaningful and it has the biggest impact. And all of that means a great deal to us. Um, we are hyper-passionate about our city. We are hyper-passionate about St. Louis. And we wanted to make our mark, and Citywide is our mark. Uh, so Citywide is a, a philanthropic brand. For every case we sell, we donate a dollar to a nonprofit. Every year we work with four nonprofits. Uh, we've given back over $300,000 to St. Louis-based nonprofits through your help in your purchase of Citywide. I'll give it up for that. And we're excited that one day that's going to be a million dollars. Um, it, we're not stopping and we're super excited about it and we just love it. It gives our, it gives us goosebumps when we talk about it. Yeah. It, well, you know, from the beer drinker standpoint, it's a good beer. It's, it's a, great a beer. really great beer that, I mean, con continuously both me and Carrie come back to it all the time when we see it citywide. Yeah. We love it. And yeah, I mean, it's the number one craft skew in St. Louis. Mm. So it's the number one selling craft skew in St. Louis. It's the number one pale ale. Um, and we think that people really love the liquid, and we think that people really love the, the partnerships that we're building through it also. Uh, it's extremely important to us. And we feel really lucky that we're in a position to be able to give $300,000 back to St. Louis City-based nonprofits. Sure. I mean, this is America, right? Like, We want to have successful business. We want to see our dreams come true. We want to take care of uh, our families and our own and our city. Uh, this is the, the you taking care of the city and trying to help give back and 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 contribute. Really commendable. And tell us how what what's going on with statewide. This is new to me. Uh, I had the beer for the first time at a. Uh, I actually had it at the Gramophone yeah. last week. It's delicious. Love the Gramophone. It's oh, they're great. They're they're uh, friends of the show, sponsoring our event we got coming up Saturday. Um, and they had statewide. I've drank it. It's delicious. Tell us about this mission. Yeah. So we wanted to take our citywide mission and. Give it a bigger platform. Go statewide with it. Mm -hmm. And so we created statewide. It's a hazy pale ale. Um, different hops than citywide. You could put citywide right next to statewide, and they taste completely different. Agreed. Uh, different yeast strain on statewide. It's a little bit hazy. Um, but the same ethos. We have partnered with Veterans Community Project. Uh, they're based in Kansas City. They are in the process of building their St. Louis campus right now. Uh, their goal is to get veterans off the street. Oh, nice. And, you know, what you see in the community is one thing. When you learn about the resources that they have in the back end, it gives you chills. Mm. Uh, they are unbelievably passionate. They're unbelievably kind. And we feel honored to be working with them. So through statewide, we're raising $50,000 to build a house on their St. Louis campus. Wow. Oh, my gosh. What a co Yeah, I'll give it up for that, too. Very commendable. Love these programs. I mean, how do you come up with this idea? 
I mean, Citywide actually was inspired on a drive home coming from a Chicago market visit to St. Louis with Nick Cantor, um, our sales manager, and just trying to figure out, like, you know, we talk about being more than beer. And how do we really become more than beer? Mm-hmm. How do we become a pillar of our society? And that's really where Citywide was sparked. And, you know, if you look at where Citywide started and where we ended with Citywide and just kind of those whiteboard exercises and uh, the artistic renderings, it's just, it's, um, it was the most thoughtful, planned out execution that we've had on any brand. Mm. And it took about six months. Um, and we're thrilled with the way it's turned out. Nice. And shout out for sure to the, uh, I think we talked about it in the, the patron pre-show, um, shout out the artists, you know, yeah. we, we got, uh, Josh Rowan and Lauren Shirk. I mean, they're doing all your work. They're the best. I mean, when it comes to the brands we talked about today, the beer collaborations, yeah. uh, the spirits. The yeah. We work with Jason Spencer also. Okay. Uh, killer napkins. Great. Um, and then on 1220 for origin and Morpho and some of those brands we've worked with Toki. Oh, He's yeah. He's also great. local. Yeah. So excellent. We try and keep our dollars here. Awesome, man. That's catching up with Kevin. So much going on, and we're ready to talk now. You know, we call it the meat on this show, Kevin, and I hope you're ready to really get into Voltron. Are you yeah, ready? I'm ready, man. I mean, you've been in Voltron, but it's time to get back <laughs> into it. This is our Voltron episode. Let's get into the meat right now. The meat. From days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. The legend of Voltron. That's a throwback. How about tapping into your inner child and giving you a little taste of nostalgia? That's what one local brewer is doing with its new concoction. And Steve Harris has the heroic blast from the past being loved by good and feared by evil. From days of long ago. This is how I spent most Saturday mornings in the early 80s, on the floor in front of the TV, bowl of Cap'n Crunch in hand, with Crunch Berries, of course, watching cartoons. One of my favorites was Voltron, Defender of the Universe. That cool robot voice still gives me goosebumps. Now, you may not know it, but Voltron was the brainchild of St. Louis television pioneer Ted Coppler. His son, Bob, operates a restaurant peppered with Voltron decor. Rachel, our manager, uh, was insisting that we have a Voltron beer on tap. The, you know, the only problem was Voltron beer did not exist. So Bob decided to change that. Voltron was this creation that came out of St. Louis. Four Hands is another St. Louis sort of legendary company. Wouldn't it be great to partner with Forehands to make Voltron beer? It's like my childhood dream coming true. Kevin Limp is Forehands Brewing Company founder. And as soon as it came across my desk, I just got giddy. Voltron is a massive part of my childhood. Working with breweries from around the country, Forehands will produce six different cans over the next two years. The five individual lions that make up Voltron. And then for that final version, when all the lions come together, We'll do a big collaboration with everybody. So just how popular are these collector's cans? We released last Friday, ran out of stock Friday evening. People are excited about this. There's a, there's a lot of young Kevins out there, I guess. Voltron, defender of the universe, quencher of thirst. Steve Harris, News 4. All right, KMOV News, thank you. Holy crap, Kevin. What are you guys thinking? This is a crazy idea. This is so fun, so collaborative, nostalgic. 
artwork, beer, everything's coming to fruition. You heard a little bit here from the interview listener catching you up on on the collaboration, how it's going to work. Um, catch us up, Kevin. What's it been like since this interview? Nerd out about Voltron real quick and remind us, why is this collaboration so important to you? Yeah, I mean, first I want to say thank you to Bob Kopler and the team at Adara. Sure. Right. I mean, without Bob, none of this would have happened. And thank you so much for thinking of us and our brand to partner with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this really is like, it's unreal. I mean, really just like, I was born in 78, 84 cartoon comes out. I mean, I remember walking downstairs, getting on the couch, putting in the VHS tape, hitting record while the cartoon was going on, geeking out during that whole episode pressing pause or stop and then i'd watch it like three four more times during the weekend um i just i love them mm-hmm. i just love the cartoon as a kid it's a huge part of my childhood and you know when we were presented with this opportunity we said yeah absolutely like how, how do we do this and how do we really do it just with a ton of passion behind it right mm-hmm. i mean so we're working with nbc universal on this it's a two-year project we made the decision we love collaboration we love keeping things fresh. So instead of just making one beer and having that live in the you know the life cycle for 24 months, let's work with really inspired breweries. Sure. To really try and you know tell a creative story around it. And so that's what we're doing. So uh, we're working with five different breweries across the country. Narrow Gauge was the first one. Jeff and his team are awesome. Um, we did the Yellow Lion with them. Hazy IPA. We used a thialized yeast strain from Omega Yeast, who also has St. Louis connections. Um, and then we used Mosaic, Citra, and Galaxy Hops in this bad boy. Um, a little over 7%, I believe. 7.5%. First batch sold out in days. Second batch is in tank right now. It's going well. It's going great, and it, I mean, who, and everybody's coming out for for you got your '80s babies, but now you got you know new generation folks, collectors, um, and just beer enthusiasts of like a, a unique take on a beer style. And I love how you're partnering with uh, folks like Narrow Gauge, and then other breweries that you got in the works that are going to be doing the collaborations and recipes yeah. over the next couple of years. Southern Grist Brewing, yep, Hot Butcher for the World, Tripping Animals Brewing. That's a fun name. Wild Works Brewing. Um, you're working with these folks uh, uh, to make the beers, but you'll be making them at four hands. That's right. All beer will be made at four hands. So lots yeah. of back and forth on the recipes, collaborative effort. Um, um, you know, Scotty Scoop, he's one, he's our res- one of our resident hosts. I think he's about your age. He loved Voltron. He's got some questions for us. And part of it was actually about um, the collaboration beer of the beer itself. He said he knows the line of beers is a collaboration with other breweries. Um, but what is that process like to decide on a flavor and a profile of the beer? How are you guys going to land on on those for each lion, per se? And then, of course, Voltron. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, it is really collaborative, right? I mean, so we're working outside of Narrow Gauge. All the other breweries that we're working with are not based in St. Louis. Hmm. Uh, so we're in that kind of collaborative process right now with Southern Grist. They're based in Nashville. Hmm. Uh, we're looking at kind of a late August, early September launch on that. And, you know, you, you set up an email set up some phone calls yep right talk through style in southern grist like you know the original conversation was looking at kind of an overfruited sour and then as we were kind of looking at the timeline we've kind of decided to maybe walk away from fruited sour but kind of go into a more fun ipa with maybe some fruit hazy yeast strain really cool hops um you know some of it is just based on seasonality mm-hmm. also some of it, we really want to lean on what these other breweries 
are really good at. I mean, they're great at making beer, obviously, right? But, like, what are they really known for? Yeah. Um, or maybe something to, they're wanting to try, even. I mean, that's everything about collaboration. Right. Oh, this is a – I finally have a reason to try this new idea. Try this new fruit. Yes. Right, or try this new technique. Yeah, the blue, uh, the blue line. You get, like, a nice blueberry yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there will definitely be some thought behind that as well. Hell yeah. Um. So then we'll have a cool event at Southern Grist in Nashville for that, right? And then we have Hot Butcher, the Q4 of this year maybe bleeding the Q1 of next year. They're based in Chicago, right? Same exercise, release it at the brewery. We have distribution in Chicago, so we'll be pu pushing a bunch up there. We have distribution in Nashville. We'll be pushing a bunch up there. Wow. Um, so it's just been, the project itself is amazing. Yeah. The opportunity to collaborate with all these beautiful breweries is icing on the cake. Well, and also, here's the cherry on top. I mean, now you get to break into new markets. Yeah. You're growing that reach, which is already your goal, your goal anyway. And Voltron fans, I mean, that could be potentially worldwide. You oh, know, you uh, know, you got people are gonna from every, you know, essentially in every continent that could potentially have enjoyed this show at one time or another. Yeah, we could ask Jeremy Danner for the the stats, but um, I believe that we've had people reach out from like 35, 37 states asking about this. Mm. In like six, seven countries. Oh my gosh! Asking for this. I'm I'm feeling so. extra special that you're here today. Now. You know, just so <laughs> I know, we're getting like almost the exclusive, maybe the calm before the storm, even on this first lion. Uh, speaking of the lions, speaking of Voltrons, yes, you Voltron fans, we're gonna talk about the show. We'll come back to the beer, tell you how you get your hands on it. Um, some fun facts, some just regular facts. Also, the show's actual name, Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Uh, uh, original show ran for 124 episodes from 1984. It's 1985. Uh, as we've said, the show was produced uh, by Peter uh, Keefe and Ted Koplar through his St. Louis-based production company, World Events Production. Like, what a crazy St. Louis tie. This who is knew? all of a sudden becomes local. Yeah, who yeah. knew? And, well, you know, honestly, we knew because <laughs> two years ago we uh, had a good friend of ours on the show, Jeremy Correa. He's with Cool Fire Studios, does tons of great work here in the St. Louis area and beyond. He does a lot of production for uh, BCTV, the Brown and Crouppen folks. We've had Ed Herman on our podcast here before. Um, but he actually sat down with us and talked to us specifically about Voltron back in 2021 in the production of the show. Mm. And uh, if it's okay with you, I'm going to share a quick little yeah. clip. You, me and you and Joy fans, listen up. Here's our interview with Jeremy Correa talking about working on Voltron with Bob Coppler. Uh, but that's where Voltron came from in St. Louis was KPLR, Ted Coppler, my former boss, still in touch, still love the guy. He was looking for cheap programming and just, you know, what can I strip? What can I get out? So inspired by shows like Robotech and Speed Racer, Battle of the Planets, a.k.a. G-Force. And this is kind of early anime. And the dollar to yen was at an area where somebody he could get in there. And so Voltron, Defender of the Universe, which those of a certain age will remember very fondly, was originally supposed to be three different shows, Daltanius, Die Rugger, and, uh, uh, oh, I've already lost it, and Albagas. So the deal is they played uh, uh, the, what is known as Vehicle Voltron, uh, uh, Die Rugger, first in a lot of markets. And it's a more cerebral show. It's definitely a lot more characters. And it just did, eh, okay. It was actually one of the first stereo shows, if not the first cartoon stereo show. So the legend would be you'd walk into Hi-Fi Faux Fum or some of these stores and they would be playing it at 3.30 when it would go on. So they spared no expense in translating the show. But the, the, the real legend of Voltron comes from the wrong tape. Mm. And that was supposed to be a show 
uh, uh, Dartanius that had a lion on its chest. So through translation errors on the phone, they sent them a show called Beast King Go Lion, which is the Voltron that we all know and remember and love. And, you know, Ted Koppler, my former boss, and the producers like Peter Keefe, John Teichman, they saw this and they said, this show translates without even knowing you've got Red Lion turning, turning into the arm of Voltron, all of them coming to form a mighty robot. Sentai shows had not really been done. So to 80s babies like me, seeing something like Voltron, that first five episode, I'm not kidding, is my religion. I mean, the space explorers getting the keys, unlocking the different lions. It gives oh me chills God. to talk about. It was such a thrill to see all of this. And Voltron finally formed in, you know, like the fourth episode. So fantastic world, a real amalgam of styles from medieval to high tech. Voltron himself is a representation of just global religions from, mm -hmm. you know, the cross to the Hindu dot. Such a fantastic, Arthur legends are in there too. So it's a really fantastic, it's kind of the original remix show. And this thing blew up, Logan, and they couldn't even keep up with the demand for Voltron toys, Voltron merch. It was a huge accidental hit. So they found themselves having to do season two, find the original animators who had all moved on because this show under Toei, which Toei was just cranking out these robot shows post-World War II, they used all the munition factories to make the tin robot collectibles. And they would just strip these shows out like nobody's business. And this is before a real appreciation, I'd say, for anime came along. So you look back at the show, and for fans who haven't seen it, I really encourage you to go back and watch Beast King Go Lion. Because just like this whistle pig, it is, boy, 50%. I mean, it is, it is loaded. And it's Sesame Street directed by Quentin Tarantino. It's insane. All the things like, Sven, what happened to him? Hmm. The show is so heavily edited looking back because they had to take out some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. There's funeral scenes. There's decapitation. <laughs> it, is, it, it is amazing. And I think a lot. the new series that was on Netflix, Legendary Defender, drew a lot from that. So it's kind of that 100-proof Voltron that uh, I encourage you to check out sites like Crunchyroll. But Voltron always lived on, Logan, and, and that's how I got to be a part of it. It was fantastic. It was, well, it was, it was a dream come true. That that's Jeremy. I love that. I love that. I love that backstory. You know, I, I love that just the detail and the amount of information there. I mean, you ask me questions about info on Voltron, I'm not gonna know, but I can, I, I remember what I it felt like laying on the couch watching the show. I mean, I can like really put myself back in that family room, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, just a massive part of the childhood. What was it? What was it about the show that you loved? You know, it's a great question. And I think it was just like the action, right? Like he said, like the transforming of the characters, right? Like the five lions turning into one. Like, I just remember it being like a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I loved it. Uh, from Scotty Scoop, our, our one of our hosts, he says, uh, you know, as a fellow child of the 80s, he, he also grew up watching Voltron like, like you guys. Uh, when was the last time you revisited the original series? Yes, yeah, so we just did. You just did, obviously, with all this going on. Yeah. And uh, how did it hold up? I mean, it, it it feels the same. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it feels the same. It's also just wild when you kind of look back at that original Voltron, and then you think about what that has inspired. Mm. Right. And there's a lot that that has inspired. Have I, you watched the reboot on Netflix? I haven't. All right, I have. 
I think it's pretty damn good. You All talk right. about the anima, anime style. Jeremy mentioned Crunchyroll. That's like an anime channel. Not sure if you're familiar. Scotty Scoop very much is. Um, <laughs> and we both started watching the show now. We've been texting while we're watching it. And, I mean, like Jeremy said, they bring in more of the drama, the relationships. And, I mean, I think there's like eight or nine seasons. So, also, like, buckle up. They're yeah. like an hour long episode. Well, that's great. I thought yeah. they were going to be like 20-minute hits. <laughs> no, it's like you're sitting down to watch, like, Voltron leveled up. <laughs> of course. Of course, right? Right. Um, okay, we talked about uh, the show. We've highlighted Voltron, the show itself, um, and now it's on beer cans. Um, I think the, the thing that people are asking themselves the most right now, Voltron fans, how do they get their hands on this? What's on the what's next for the press release tour? They can Where can they buy this? Where can they drink it? Yeah, so um, again, we've got a, one more batch and tank of this first version, uh, Volume 1. Uh, we'll have a little bit of that that we're going to be holding for sale at the brewery. The rest of it will be going to the Chicago market. Uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, um, and then Tavor. Tavor is your greatest opportunity, right? Tavor is located on the Pacific Northwest. Uh, you can go online and order from them, and they'll deliver it to you. Wow, delivery. Yeah, so that's okay. your biggest opportunity if you're outside any of those markets to be able to hopefully get it delivered to your doorstep. And then talking about you know giving some people, really this is what the big nerds are, taking, are thinking about, I'm telling you, because it's what I think about, the Voltron beer. Yeah. What is that gonna what is that gonna be like, look like? Like the collaboration from the recipe to the can. Scotty Scoop asks, you know, is it gonna be a, a tall boy? <laughs> I what what are you thinking? We will be hyper creative with that last one. Yeah. Uh you know, there's a there's Something a lot special. of rules that we have to adhere to uh, when working with somebody like NBC Universal. Yeah. And it's uh it's a long process. How has that been? It's been good. You know, it's unlike anything that we've ever done before, though. Mm. Uh, just the amount of due diligence and the approval steps, it takes a while. Mm. Uh, so I um, that last collaboration is going to be something special, and I know that we're going to go above and beyond, not only from a liquid standpoint, from a collaboration standpoint, but also from an activation standpoint. Okay. So it will be different than a 16-ounce four-pack. It's got something, right? It will. It's going to be special. And you got time. We have time. And, and by the time you do six of these collaborations, you're going to be pros at that seventh it, part. That's right. And this leads into the final question, what's next? And besides Voltron, you know, is there other IP that you're looking at? I mean, you're probably getting approached maybe at this point now. Um, Scotty Scoop has some ideas. I'd love to <laughs> ask what your ideas are first before I start rattling these off. You know, we worked with Ryan Helsley this year with Citywide, closing pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm. Uh, City League is a nonprofit that he's super passionate about. We brought that into the citywide program. Mm. Um, so that was a really awesome collaboration. Ryan is just a great guy. Um, we have a very interesting meeting next Tuesday, uh, which I can't quite talk about yet, but we have something super cool in the works there. Um, from like, I don't know, man, like from big collaboration like this, like I know. we're focused on this right now to make yeah. sure that we're like executing this really, really well. Yeah. Well, he would kill me if I didn't at least put him in your brain. Yeah. He man, Care Bears, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Silverhawks, Thundercats, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Oh, get out. Come Love on. It. Love it. I'm picturing like the, I just got goosebumps. I'm picturing like the Pepsi Star Wars cans. Yeah. But like better. Love it. And beer. How about that? Yep. All right, Kevin, thanks so much for coming in, talking about Voltron. Um, you can get it, check out more at fourhandsbrewery.com. Um, 
so excited to be uh, getting some of these beers here in the studio. We are going to be giving some away at our upcoming event at the Screen and Social this Saturday at Alamo Draft House. We'll share it with you guys there. Um, and Kevin will keep talking to you about these releases as they come out. You know, yeah, we'll get you back at, in here or zoom you in or, or or I'll come down to the brewery. We're all locally. You know, Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to be part of the action now. Absolutely. Now that I've got a taste. Yeah. Uh, i got some questions for you that are more big picture, if that's yeah. all right. I like to say, what you doing, you know, when you ain't brewing? Uh, you, you're a family man. Yeah. Um, you're spending a lot of time with your family. What do you and your family do whenever you're not working? Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty much, it's work and it's family. Yeah. I mean, really, life's busy. Yeah. Right? Um, and work's part of that family time, too. Yeah, it is. Right now with Rowan at the brewery, which is a ton of fun. I love it. He comes to my office and eats lunch. It, uh, I get to go downstairs and check in on him. I'm driving him right now uh, to work him back. That's nice. By next week, he'll be driving himself. Oh, man, good uh, luck. <laughs> it, uh, you know, Rowan is going to be a junior. Fisher's going into seventh grade. I mean, sports take up a ton of time. Both of them play lacrosse. Rowan also runs cross country. Fisher plays soccer. Uh, I'm an assistant coach with Fisher's soccer team. You know, we love outside. We mm -hmm. love being outside. Um, we love being out in the river and fishing. We love being active, you know, lots of hikes, trying to do as much travel as possible when time allows, but really the weeks just get filled up. Yeah. Just filled up with family stuff, um, family and work. That's really the crux right now, but we're trying to hang on to every single second because life moves fast and yeah. pretty soon Rowan's going to be off at college. So I'm milking every single minute with him. And before you know it, Fisher's going to be on that same path. So we're trying to take advantage of every day. Wonderful. And we talked about this one before. We have a segment that we call What You Watching. And what you watch, and that's really what you're doing, what you're seeing, what you're experiencing. It doesn't yeah. that's we need to change the name of the segment, honestly. It's <laughs> it's, it's evolved. Um, you know, I was gonna ask you any any inspiring stories. You know, we're st we're storytellers on this show and we feature stories and we tell our own. Um, any stories that you recommend people check out, you know, whether it's a true story you've heard on the news or read about to a book you've enjoyed in recently or in the past tv shows and movies are always up for grabs anything that comes to mind yeah i mean we're always doing something right and i mean i really try and take the strategy of really trying to find inspiration in everything whatever i'm doing really trying to be inspired about my surroundings the the taste the smell like whatever i'm in i'm really trying to be in it um but i was introduced to this book probably i don't know a couple of years ago this author andy andrews and the first book I read was called The Noticer. And it is all about just perception and your perception on life. And just being comfortable with where you're at and who you are and making good decisions and not being overwhelmed. Just like be where your feet are, right? Like no reason to get freaked out if something if it hasn't happened yet, mm -hmm. right? Like really just try and be comfortable with where you're at. And I got a ton out of the three books that I read from Andy. I'd recommend those. Very nice. Sounds like it's a message about right now, which yeah. is like the most important thing because it's all we ever experience. Right now. Right now. Nothing else really matters, actually. And honestly, by the time you get here, someone like you, entrepreneurial spirit, hopefully by the time you get to right now, you think the work is done. I, just, I, need, I need to be here right now. Like, like yeah. this is a great example. Yeah, absolutely. In that spirit, uh, what would you say to maybe a young person, entrepreneur, getting started, finding their way? You know, there's all sorts of things you could give a person advice like that. What would what would you say to someone like that if you had a minute? Yeah, I mean, I think trust yourself. Um, but first, learn everything that you need to know about what you're about to embark on. 
before you fully jump off, right? There is, there's a difference between doing something and doing something really well. Mm. And I think right now, no matter what you're looking at, everything is so competitive that make sure that you're doing everything that you need to to ensure that you're successful, right? And successful doesn't mean like money, right? I say success means happiness, mm-hmm. right? But you need to make sure that you're putting yourself in a position to be successful. Um, but I'm a firm believer of following your dreams. Right. So you got to toe some lines, usually. You're usually one hand on two paths, living that dream, but a good plan has to You have happen. to have a good plan, but be bullish. Go do it. Yeah. Right? Don't I mean, him and haul too much. Pick an idea, maybe. And yeah. Start. Get into it yeah. and start. And then put your back behind it. Kevin Limp, Four Hands Brewing Company. I really appreciate you spending time with us today. No, thanks for the invitation. I love it. Absolutely. You got Four Hands. You got uh, 1220 Spirits, Withered Oak Spirits. You're opening two new locations, buffing up the LaSalle uh, location. Voltron. <laughs> Sky might just be the limit for Kevin Lip. I'm a fan. You inspired me. You're going to inspire our listeners, and we hopefully will talk to you again one day. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Kevin. We'll see you later. Listeners, check us out at MostlySuperheroes.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Mostly Superheroes. Take it easy. <laughs>